when people need help and never refuse. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says us. Let's get a shift on. Sometimes I see things need fixing. Do what I can. I made it through the darkest part of the night. And now I see sunrise. Now I feel glorious, Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and on this episode, we will be speculating about Series 11. And who are we? Well, we have a birthday guy in the house. Well, it was his birthday yesterday, so I'm going to mention you first. Clarence Brown, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. What about you? How was the uh, 18th birthday? Oh, yeah, you know, I've been 18, a total of, what, 21 times now? So, yeah, it's going great. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool. Well, I hope you had a good day, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. And the other person in this proverbial virtual room, Lee Shackelford, how are you? I am well, sir. We're uh, I'm in North North Carolina where we're battening down the hatches as they say in the Navy. So yeah. we shall see. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's Tuesday as we record this and, uh, the hurricane is supposed to make landfall Thursday night. So, uh, there is still some bread and milk in the grocery stores right now. <laughs> so you're not in the eye per se. You're not in the direct hit. Are you? Oh, yes, we are. Ah, okay. Yeah. All the, all the maps show this big red arrow pointing right to my house. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, and you know, but all the models say something different. So one one prediction we've heard is that uh, on Friday we'll have winds here that'll be 15 miles an hour. You know, which is kind of a so what. But another model, um, just as reliable, I guess, predicts 65 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. What what I had heard is that maybe it's not so much the the force of the hurricane itself, but the fact that if it's if it's moving pretty slowly, it um. It makes the instance where it could drop a lot of water over a longer period of time, which is bad as well. So that is exactly right. And, and, and since we've already had a flood in, in my house, in our house, yeah. uh, yeah, we really don't want Florence to pick up a large part of the Atlantic Ocean and drop it on my neighborhood. So, so that's, uh, it could happen. Anyway, so by the time we're together again, <laughs> I'll I'll have known which which uh, which happened, but anyway, so that's our excitement here. You you would have survived by then, and and, and happier days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It'll all be a, it'll all be a distant memory then. Yeah, or not. And so uh, I'll just go ahead and say now that I I loved you guys and. Uh, <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm cutting, I'm cutting that. Well, I'm not going to cut it, but no, we're not even going. <laughs> Don't do it. No, we do the boys, the man no, it's, right it's, now. It's, it's all going to Nah, I think, uh, Clarence, wouldn't you agree? We've, we, you and I have invested, uh, too much time into Lee Shackleford for him to say that. Don't you agree? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Mr. Spock, do you know how much Starfleet has invested in you? <laughs> um, cool, yeah. cool. Well, anyway, how are you? I, we, we, we always skip you. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, um, 
busy, busy work week and, um, have been, you know, I was telling Clarence or message Clarence, uh, I spent a lot of last week catching up and watching some Walking Deads and yeah. uh, both, uh, shows and kind of, um, just watched a lot of TV. And then this week got really, really busy at work. But you know what? As always, I look forward to Tuesday nights. I really look forward to Tuesday nights. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. So that, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, just, I will mention something interesting I did while I was in Texas um, mm-hmm. at the Alamo Draft House in Richardson. They were doing a showing of 2001 A Space Odyssey 4K Restoration. Um, now, I know I had seen this movie before uh, when I was younger, but apparently I didn't remember anything. Lee, you are a huge fan of this movie, right? I, I do love this movie a lot, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we we might have to have an after show or something because I'm a, <laughs> I love the first two thirds of it. Um, well, <laughs> it's a big question mark. It is. I mean, it, it's very conventional up to a point. And then it just. Yeah, bonkers. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I'd love to know what your theories are because, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kubrick's idea was this should be a film that then people should want to go out and talk about. Yeah, true, true. Which is yeah. funny because, because during, uh, I mean, because I'll be like during Interstellar, which came out a few years back, I had the same feeling at the end of that. It, yeah. you know, I felt like the first, you know, three acts were phenomenal and the last one went into this more conceptual idea that just really lost me, you know? Yeah. And, and, and see, this is why I wasn't impressed by Interstellar because I just said they're really trying hard to be 2001 here and <laughs> it's already, you know, it's been done. So, you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so next week on discussing 2001. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 2018. It's not uh, 2001. So oh. how about, uh, we get into the news? What do you guys think? Yeah. Colvain. So the first thing that I had in our news was since the last time we recorded, it has been actually said that Doctor Who will return October the 7th, Sunday, October the 7th. So we have a date. We have a date. October the 7th, Sunday, October the 7th. Mm -hmm. What do we think about? I know we mentioned this briefly. Last time, as a, mm-hmm. kind of a speculation, we talked about this. But now that we know that it's actually Sunday, does that change anything? Yeah, I still couldn't care less. But yeah, I, I understand that it, it's a meaningful to a lot of people, largely because of Game of Thrones, right? Mm, well, Clarence, you mentioned last time uh, uh, Game of Thrones won't come out to 2019, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I said it mainly well, because right. that 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 time slot has kind of been slated as you know. A, a huge, um, or that day, cause I don't know a time yet, I guess, but that day is, is, it's pretty much huge for the big shows these days. So I can definitely, uh, see why they would want to be there. Um, so I don't know. So here's what I find really, really interesting to kind of pick up or off of what you just said, Clarence. The, well, for starters, this is the first one since I think the day of the doctor, cause I was time of the doctor. Uh, simulcast, I don't think it was, was it? Like su- simulcast at the same time as it was in the UK? Don't remember. I know Day of the Doctor was and the yeah. announcement of Peter Capaldi as the Doctor was that, that special was simulcast, but they are going to, they being the BBC and BBC America will simulcast Sunday afternoon, 
the airing at, you know, the same time it's on in the BBC or on the BBC. And then it will air again at either 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., uh, depending Central Standard Time or whatever, uh, yeah. or Eastern or whatever. So my question becomes at that point is cool that they're simulcasting, but October the 7th is the Walking Dead season nine premiere. I'm curious to see if they will go head to head with each other. Mm. But do you know what uh, are they supposed to go into like seven o'clock? I don't know. The Clarence, do you know what time Walking Dead usually comes on? I, I mean, Doctor Who, but yeah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch regular TV. Oh, I, I would, I, right. I would, I would say that um, you know, if it's going to be simulcast, it's going to have to be pretty early on Sunday for us, right? Yeah, it, right. It'll, it'll be early it's, afternoon. It's five hours, so yeah, that, that's what why I was asking. If it's if it's going to be seven Greenwich time, then that's two in the afternoon for us. That's or one in the afternoon for Clarence and I. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> come home from church and watch the Doctor Who. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but just that first episode, I don't believe every episode will be. Ah, you know, yeah. they'll do the simulcast of the first episode and then it'll re-air at, you know, seven, eight, nine PM, whatever, because it's not been confirmed time wise as to what time, um, uh, it will, you know, it will air in the UK. We just know that it's Sunday, October the 7th. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on a little bit. And Clarence, you shared a very cool video that was from Sci-Fi Wire that was Christopher Eccleston doing his ninth doctor voice. And it was congratulating a pair of fans on their wedding. I'm assuming, obviously you saw that. Lee, did you see the video? I did just, just a few minutes ago, in fact. All right, so what did you guys think about it? I love that he blew them a little kiss at the end. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the guy that cows is so mean. Exactly. <laughs> he was very genuine and, and approachable and, you know, all nice and lovey-dovey to his his uh, friends, I guess, that were getting married. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that very much. So Yeah, yeah so. me too, actually. He actually <laughs> was nicer than the Ninth Doctor was. Do, do you get the feeling that uh, Eccleston is, is going through some kind of a – reappraisal and i mean he, he just seems like in general a lot of the uh the bristliness that we've come to associate with him just seems to sort of fallen away it's like like he's he's shedding that skin and uh, mm. i don't know you think well you know i i, I kind of think of the popular things that he's been on as far as america because i know he's probably been in way more british stuff uh, that i really haven't been privy to but you know i saw him in the leftovers where he was this preacher a very torn guy i'm like why this this is my doctor in this role and he's doing a great job but it just doesn't seem right so mm-hmm. and you you know we we mentioned the movies as well that he's been in but you know um i don't know maybe he missed the joy that that uh doctor who brought mm, maybe, yeah, maybe so. so yeah because uh because we've heard him earlier complain about the kind of roles he was getting in hollywood and uh you know if if you're not having fun man you, you probably need to be in a different line of work and so and mm. I mean, and plus he's he's got to see what it's become since um, he first re, uh, restarted it. You know, see how far it's come over the years, and maybe right. he's just you know reflecting and like, man, we did something big there, and and I should embrace that maybe. Very true, and you know, you just hit on something about how big it's become. Again, like we were saying when we reviewed the um, first season or first series. If he had not worked, we would not be sitting here talking about Series 11. Yep. So. Yep, could, that would have been the end. 
So kudos to him. Kudos to him yeah, for absolutely. doing something nice, doing, yeah. uh, you know, embracing it. And he's not the first that was kind of through with Doctor Who and then warmed back up to it again. That's so, right. Uh, can we say Tom Baker? Yeah. Uh, who, you know, just sort of has this sort of uh, 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 nimbus of universal love and affection around him now. But, but yeah, I remember in the 80s, he was the one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah, I've outgrown all that. And, you know, if they want me, you know, they'll have to come and drag me back. And yeah, I was just kind of kind of unpleasant about it. And yeah, that's all. That's all. Water under the bridge. It's that's all. Because boy, has he come back to embrace it now. <laughs> and here's something that's really interesting. BBC America is doing a marathon of all the Doctor Who episodes, you, you know, to build up to, you know, the Jodie Whittaker's 11th Doctor premiere. That being said, we've never had a BBC marathon with the 9th Doctor. We've always started at the Christmas Invasion, but we're starting this year with Rose. And I, I just wonder if that's more in the warming of, you know, uh, maybe there's some behind the scenes healing, for lack of a better word, between Eccleston and the Doctor Who franchise, perhaps. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. All right. So I have, this is not necessarily news, but I was listening to some of our episodes recently and I found myself saying, Hey, I want to follow back up on this particular <coughs> something and never did. And what I was listening to, um, I was going to actually leave. It was when I was heading over to Birmingham that Sunday that I, um, got to see you and we recorded the episode for discussing comics. I was listening to World War Three, our review of World War Three, and I said to Clarence a comment about the doctor, the ninth doctor saying to Rose about Harriet Jones that she would lead Britain into a golden age and she would be elected. And he specifically said to how many terms that she would be elected. Hmm. I said to Clarence at that point, oh, I don't, I have a problem with that and I will follow back up with it on the Christmas invasion. And I never followed back up. So here was my problem. The ninth doctor says Harriet Jones is elected and leads Britain into a new golden age. We see Harriet Jones return in the Christmas invasion five or six episodes later, however many it was. And the tenth doctor basically takes down Harriet Jones. So wibbly wobbly timey wimey or how do you, how can you guys explain that? (laughs) That is a continuity error, isn't it? Because there clearly not enough time has passed for for her to have uh, served several even consecutive terms. So yeah. Yeah. Or he's altered the timeline. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Very good point. Very good point. But yeah, it was yeah. just, I, I was listening to it and I was like, okay, anybody's listening to this show or is going to go possibly and say, well, they never uh, followed back up with that. So we did. We followed back up. Just better late than never, right? There you go. <laughs> All right. So guys, any other things in the news before we get into our speculation? Nothing comes to my mind, no. All right. What about you, Clarence? Uh, nothing at all. All right. So I'm going to get creative here. Um uh-oh. Let's see. How am I going to do this? Um, <laughs> why, why am I scared now? Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. 
So for anyone listening, if you have not seen Series 11, don't worry, because there will be, from henceforth, no spoilers. But when we start reviewing Series 11 in a few short weeks from now, I can Mm. guarantee you, if you have not seen those episodes, be warned, because from then forward, spoilers. 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 All right, guys, you got to give me credit for getting my spoiler warning in there. (laughs) Yeah, that is the lamest excuse for getting (laughs) River Song's voice in here. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't resist. (laughs) Well, since it may be the last time we hear River Song for a while. Yeah, so... Yeah, then that was except in Big Finish. Yeah, except in Big Finish. Yeah. yeah. So, so what you're referring to might be the fact that they have said that there will be no Daleks, no Cybermen, no Master, no River Song, at, at least for Series Eleven. Yeah. So, Clarence, what do you think about it? Good, well, bad. That, that, that's a spoiler to itself. You know, the fan favorites may not be in this upcoming season. Yeah, I think. I think that's a bit of a spoiler, right? It's, it's been generally released. Good one. But, thank yeah, you, sir. Yeah, but, but if you didn't know it already, yeah. Mm, but, but thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You validate, <laughs> giving me a little bit of validation there. I appreciate yeah. it. So what do you, seriously though, what do you guys think? Uh, about, uh, the, the, the decision to not include direction. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, um, I, I've had a, a big house project, uh, in the last, uh, few days. And, uh, so I've just, um, it's one of those things where I've been in one room and I could turn the TV on and just sort of leave it running. And so I decided to start with, um, Spearhead from Space. So I've been, I've been going back to watch the third doctor and it's, it's a, it's a great season. I, I think even though I say that I, I, I love the third doctor, I'd forgotten how fun some of these, these stories are and just how much fun John Pertwee is, of course. But, um, you know, no Daleks, no Cybermen, other, there, yeah, no, no master. He won't come along until the next year. Um, and you know, it was fine. It's fine. They, and, and other people have pointed this out too. He, he's in the TARDIS. He kind of drops from the sky and, uh, uh, we have to do the whole, you know, who am I regeneration thing. And, uh, um, well, no, actually they don't come to think of it. He knows exactly who he is. We, we don't use, we don't have the usual disorientation thing going on. And that was interesting too. But new companions, it, it, it was a reboot of the show. And now we're doing it again. And watching the John Pertwee's, it really made me realize this is this is actually familiar to us fans of the classic series. We've done this before. And it was brilliant. Okay. What about you, Clarence? What do you think? I don't know. I think, you know, not having some of those old staples in the season can allow them to do some different things. And it doesn't really it doesn't bottleneck them into, you know, Oh, I got a, it, it, it only 10 episodes, you know, to have, a, you have to have a Dalek episode, you know, so it gives them a little more leeway into doing more original stories instead of those staples taking up slots where they, you know, could be doing something else. So, I mean, I find that maybe the most exciting part of it of, um, of, of we won't have these old staples, but it does allow us to do some things we haven't done in a while or before at all. And I guess the, the biggest risk there is to do this without 
alienating um, the hardcore fans that, you know, love those things that you mentioned. Yeah. So what about yourself, man? All right. So for me, you know, typical wisdom would probably say that Kyle's going to say, oh, I want to see Missy and oh, I want to see River. But I'm actually going to echo what you just said, and I'm going to focus more so on the part where you said doing things that's never been done before. And I, I just think that now, you know, you're moving days, you're, you're, you've got this new energy, you've got this new whole bunch of stuff. And I, I, I just think it's, if any time is the time to reinvent, this is the time to reinvent. So yes, put River Song on the shelf for a little while. Put, um, you know, put Missy on the shelf. Put the Cybermen and the Daleks away. I mean, the Cybermen, honestly, I think last series had one of the best or better <clears throat> stories than it's had in quite a while. So, I mean, much better, in my opinion, than what we saw and what we just reviewed with the Pete's World Cybermen. So mm-hmm. let them let them rest for a while. Do something different. And, yeah. and, 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 and even more like I'm not saying you can't bring old stuff back in, but. I think for me, and especially being around you guys who are seasoned veterans in Doctor Who, um, it would be cool to get more nuanced uh, Easter eggs uh, in, in the series. Maybe a character that's not that well remembered, but some mm-hmm. of you guys out there who are hardcore are going to remember them, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even for a full episode, you know, just for a few seconds, you know, yeah. <laughs> show show a face, <laughs> exactly, and move on. So I, I I would be interested for something like that. Very good, very good point. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would like that. Yeah, and and you know what that made me think of, Clarence, is the uh, return when they did the Empress of Mars, where you had actually the ninety something year old uh, actress doing the voice of Alpha. Centura. It still yeah. worked if you didn't know who she was, but yeah. for somebody that did, it was like, oh my God, that voice, that's her. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so, so guys, I had, uh, asked last minute. So for anyone listening, we, we literally did this right here last minute to come up with some things that you think might happen, not necessarily what you want to see happen. Mm-hmm. What do you think might happen? this series. So um, since I pointed the last one at Clarence Lee, I'll let you take this one first. So what's something that you think might happen this season? Well, uh, the, the one and only thing I came up with may, may sound kind of smart alecky because it, it, what, what I, what I assume your intent of the question was things that will happen on the show, specific events <laughs> that may take place or something mm, like not that. Not necessarily. Cause <laughs> one of mine is not a particular event. So, uh, uh, what, what I thought was things that are likely to happen is that we are all likely to get our minds blown. <laughs> I, I, I really, I have high hopes for this. I have such respect for Chris Chibnall as, as a writer and, uh, and for Jody Whittaker as an actor that uh, I just, uh, and everything that we've seen so far just promises that we, even those of us who have, um, uh, reservations, I think we're going to come away saying, Holy cow, this is, this is amazing. Uh, so yeah, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I think that's something that is likely to happen. Okay. So we're, they are going to, and I'm going to write this down, blow our mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
You're going to hold me to it, right? Yes, because I want to go back. When we do our yeah. wrap-up, wrap uh, I want to go back and say, okay, Lee, you said they were going to blow our minds. Did it happen? Right. No, I think that's fair. All right. So, Clarence, what was one of yours? Something that you thought might well happen or might well happen in uh, this series? This is so freaking hard. Um, I think the thing that I'm looking for, instead of having maybe these – these things that happen through each episode that are slow burns to this eventual, you know, conclusion at the end of the series. Uh, I think that maybe this, this series, we're going to have something huge and impactful in the first episode that is going to color the rest of the series. Hmm. And I don't know what that is, but that's just me going out on a whim yeah. and maybe wanting something different. Uh, instead of these small nuggets till we get to the end of the season, Maybe get something huge and impactful that happens from the jump that is going to color the rest of the season. You know, I don't know if this universe's calling thing was just a marketing ploy or uh, something or, or or some direction that they wanted for the season. But, you know, just kind of taking that in mind, I hope we have kind of that big thing that happens and uh, sends us on this journey. Mm, very good. And, you know, there is a thing that says great minds think alike. Because one of my two things said um, there will be a central story a, similar to – okay, let's see. There will be a central story similar to how it has been done in the past since 2005, however much larger and interwoven into the individual episodes, much like Broadchurch. So similar to what you said um, – you know, I, I didn't put the epicness in there, which I think is very good, something huge, and something to, that lends credence or credence to what you just said, too, is they are simulcasting this at the same time in America and the UK. So that makes me want to ask the question, what's going to happen either during or at the end as a cliffhanger that they don't want spoiled? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, my hunch is that, that, that uh, Clarence, I think you're exactly right, and I'll tell you why. Uh, one of the things that we know, that we've heard from interviews with the members of the cast, is that each of the Doctor's new friends, we've been told, is going to have a transformative story arc. They're saying hmm. that 10 episodes from now, each of them is going to be in a different place than they were before. Um, that really suggests a continuous story that this is huh. this is a story that's ten episodes long. Hmm. That's what that suggests to me. And so, if it's something, if this is Chibnall writing the way he wrote for for Broadchurch, which of course worked the same way, there's big, there's giant, huge ideas in Broadchurch, and this is an opportunity for him to do it on a on a, on an operatic yeah. scale, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I bet you're right. Yeah. I bet it's that we're going to get to the end of episode one and we're all going to be there with our jaws hanging over. <laughs> How long is it until episode two? So. <laughs> mm. yeah, and, and, and then you have like this idea of, uh, I think it's been uh, thrown about as friends rather than companions at, mm -hmm. at some points. And, and maybe there's something that's keeping them there. That's a little more than just a normal companion thing. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. So the two of you just gave me a third um, or 1.5 of my other uh, or 2.5 <laughs> of my other 
thing that I had of might happen. There is a character or an actress that we've not really talked about much, and she's not one of the friends, but she's someone who has been listed as being a member of the cast, Sharon D. Clark, and she's been billed from the beginning in a returning role. Hmm. Don't know what that role is, but it is a returning role. So my wonder is, is she going to be a Time Lord, could be male or female, from the past posing as a human, posing as someone, you know, maybe a fob watch kind of situation going Hmm. on? Don't know. But my point five to that was another rumor that I think I had mentioned to you guys, maybe not on this show, but I I know I think I mentioned it to you guys when we weren't recording, that a certain former doctor, David Tennant, might reprise a role but be uh, the new face of the master. Because what else would it be to kind of stick it to the doctor than to use one of his old faces? Uh, that would blow people's minds. Literally. <laughs> They'll burn down everything. That's right. Jesus. <laughs> Get the pitchforks and torches. Yeah. But think about uh, it though. We, we've seen. Oh, it would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen him be bad. Yes, we have. So, and that would be, uh, if that was the, um, you know, imagine the closing scene of this first episode and you see David Tennant, um, pop up and say, you know, who are you? And he says, I'm the master. Yeah. <laughs> but no master this this season. So, yeah. And that's that's almost too much fan service. Oh, but did, though, yeah, but, it but, is. But but, but yeah. did they? But no, no, no. They said no Misty. I mean, no Miss Miss. No Missy, not no master. Right. Oh, well, I'm I've, not read, talking I've, about- I've read no master. Ah, OK. Yeah. Uh, well, there goes that. But no, I, I'm with Clarence. That, that is that is so fan servicey that I, I think I would be disappointed if we did that right away. Later on, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anything else on the might would happen category? It's just so hard to to know, isn't it? It's so hard to. <laughs> I mean, we don't know, but I mean, it's so hard to speculate. <laughs> I think we all agree we we've intimidated ourselves by committing to a speculation episode because we're <laughs> kind of. Uh, I don't know. So let me ask you guys this. Is it because we have seen so little of this episode or this series that makes this hard? Because we did a speculation episode prior to the uh, 10th season, and it was as easy as it could be. I think it's because we know that this is a reboot. To, to such a large extent that that we know that we're, we're kind of in the void here. It's always been easy to say, well, okay, we know there's going to be Daleks, right? We know there's going to be, you know, yeah. and this time we've been told, no, no, put put that out of your mind. This is all going to be fresh and new and uh, full of surprises. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and, and going back to the last season, we kind of knew that, well, we knew Capaldi would be there, but, we knew we'd have a new companion and we could speculate on, you know, the interactions of a new companion with, uh, with the doctor, but now everything's new. So <laughs> yes, yeah. even down to the TARDIS and to the, uh, corresponding, uh, new look of the, you know, sonic screwdriver, a literally everything is new. Yeah. So before I get into what you want to see, I and mean, we may have already talked about this some, mm. ha- have both of you seen the uh, 
the latest teaser where they're showing this cathedral type <laughs> something breaking. Yes. Yes, I have. All right. <laughs> so what did you guys think of that? And Clarence, I'll let you take that one first. Hey, I don't even know, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's any uh, greater meaning. I thought of like freeze framing it and see if anything was in the glass when it was falling. But yeah, I don't. It was interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Lee, what do you think? What did you think? Well, I, I just loved it. I laughed out loud when I saw it and then, and then went back to the beginning and watched it again. I just laughed. And I was showing it to people who said, okay, what, wh- what, what is it? What's happening? And I said, it's, it's a visual pun. You're not, you're not getting it. Yeah. I didn't get it either, but keep going. So I was surprised, uh, by, by the, the smart people I know who were saying, <laughs> What what's happening there? I said, she's broken the glass ceiling. Oh wow! Yeah, we're I idiots. didn't get it either. We're, we're idiots. <laughs> and she says with almost a smirk, "Oops, <laughs> she's not sorry." So, well, I, I I guess that brings up a bigger question. Like we talked about this before of the idea of the. Uh, social justice, and maybe that's a bad word to say, uh, but, but, you know, having some of these overarching meetings that are commentary on, uh, some of the things that have been going on in, in, in the real world and, and yeah. how that might play in a, a Doctor Who series. And, and I mean, they even talked about this a little bit, um, at their Comic Con panel about, about, uh, the, the, the things, the statements that they're trying to make. So what do we think about that for a new season? Is that something that we're ready for? And I know we kind of pressed on this before, but yeah, no, but well, it's worthy of going over again. So it absolutely is. I mean, we, we talk about what we're expecting from the show. Yeah. I, well, if you go to, um, if you, if you, I imagine there are several of them, but, but a YouTube uh, page where I saw, um, the, uh, breaking the glass ceiling, um, spot, uh, I was reading the comments, which I should know better than doing. <laughs> but the hatred for the uh, social justice warrior kind of feeling of it was deep and intense. Uh, uh, a lot of people were complaining about the music in the, the video, which I thought was bizarre. Yeah. But uh, we, we need to ask Nicole about this because she was one of the people saying, I love it. Hate that music, though. <laughs> what is it with the music? I couldn't I couldn't care less. I just loved I just loved the visual of of a woman breaking the glass. I mean, she she hasn't done anything. She's just standing there too, which I thought was was funny. But um, her her mere presence is what seems to be breaking the glass ceiling. But uh, I, I, it is troubling how many people seem to just be angry at the very idea of the doctor being a woman. And I I, I guess I I kind of thought some of that had settled down, and that spot seemed to have just uh, uh, put gasoline on the fire. I'll uh. take you one even further. Oh. I, uh, this week, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I went ahead and went to Amazon, not Amazon. I went to iTunes. Yeah, I still went to iTunes and got, got the, uh, or purchased the series, you know, on iTunes so that whenever it gets here, it, you know, as soon as they said it's October the 7th, I said, let me look and I bought it. And there were already people negatively reviewing it. There was like four out of five. People had reviewed it. One person had to give it one star because, you know, this isn't my Doctor Who kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you've not even given it a chance. Really? 
they don't have to. I was just listening again to the episode we recorded with with Brett Herholtz, the the uh, the famous Lost episode of discussing who. Yes, and uh, you know that was that was in January. That was nine months ago, and I thought Brett made a, a gr- brilliant observation that had not. It had not occurred to me at all, but I thought he's exactly right. We're at a weird time in fandoms right now, because right now, thanks to Discovery, Star Trek fans are arguing about what's Star Trek and what isn't. Star Wars fans are arguing about what's (laughs) Star Wars and what isn't. And Doctor Who fans are arguing about what's Doctor Who and what isn't. It's like, what the hell happened? Uh, you you yeah. sort of hear Rodney King saying, can't we all just get along? <laughs> I, it, it, and I don't know if it's something larger in the culture or if it's just a coincidence, but isn't that, isn't that weird? It is weird. But it may just be that people are now in, are so in tune to canon and, you know, what maybe a show should be. And then, like you just mentioned, we get into this social justice warrior part of things, which, you know, a lot of people said that about Discovery as well. And mm-hmm. and I think that's just another sprinkle. You have canon along with 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 social justice warrior part, and it just has the potential to blow everything out the water. And it's 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 sad, but it's interesting at the same time. It's interesting. <laughs> I just jeez. And it, you know, does it also add in, or when you or when you add in the factor that you've got people like us? And not belittling in any way what we do, but you have people like us that get together and talk about this stuff and where we are pro, you know, this is great, uh, Star Trek. This is great Star Wars. This is great, you know, Doctor Who. Then you've got the opposite spectrum of people that are like, no, this is not my Doctor Who. This is not my Star Trek. This is not my Star Wars. And you've got all of this content available talking about content that's available Mm -hmm. so is it just how the medium itself has evolved to an extent i think yeah yeah that that there's so much of a saturation of content now that we can in the past maybe it was beggars can't be choosers you know we we felt that we had to be more approving of things even if we weren't 100 percent behind them and now we don't feel that way anymore yeah you know, so go ahead. Have have you guys heard any speculation on like content of the actual episodes at all? Uh, rumors? Because I was reading something. I don't know if I should mention it here, but it's, it's maybe possibly a huge spoiler. Okay. Well, hey, we've already did the spoiler warning. We, we so did the far. we did the alarm. So. And this is speculation. So okay. So I think we mentioned that there are going to be three episodes in the past and maybe three in the future. But uh, what I'm reading now is talking about a Rosa Parks episode. So I read that too. That's yeah, you're right. I'd forgotten all about it. So yeah, that could be uh, interesting. Yeah, so I did know about the Rosa Parks. So tell me a little bit more about what you're reading, though. Uh, that's all I know. That's all I say. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that that's literally it. All they say is the Rosa Parks episode. But you know, the doc, doc, the show has been uh, all over time and space, but they've never been to Alabama before. So, so I'm <laughs> I'm all about that. Now, was that Birmingham? Help me out there. Montgomery, yeah. Montgomery. Well, yeah. hey, still Bar- I mean, still Alabama. Yeah, right down the road from me. Got you. <laughs> um, I do know. That they have, at least for the first episode, they have given the title, which is aptly named, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Yes. Really? Yes. 
which is a, a sci-fi joke. We want to make sure you, everybody gets that. But okay, clueless here, help out. The, you know, they are they they are winking at the uh, the seventies sci-fi film starring David Bowie, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Ah, uh, yeah. still still clueless here. Yeah. Oh, you need to take in The Man Who Fell to Earth. Talk about blowing your mind. I, I yeah. That, <laughs> that is that is a very very weird film. That is that yeah. Man Who Fell to Earth makes two thousand one. How does he look like him? Talk to him. <laughs> anyway. Gotcha. I, gotcha. I, don't, I don't even know what I just said. I don't even know if that makes any sense. <laughs> well, it had already blown my mind just thinking about Ooh. the title. So. Well, here's something that I am really excited about. I don't know if this is a speculation, but it's something I'm excited about. And it's something that I didn't realize was the same and this is again maybe just my clueless total clueless episode but i was making a video this weekend and i put two versions of the doctor who theme on top of each other because i wanted to interweave them in to each other and i did not until i did that and had them start at the exact same time and it was william hartnell's version and it was matt smith's uh, second version, I believe. And it, um, I didn't realize that, that they were still the same beats. I, I, and I know that it's the same tune, just different arrangement, but mm-hmm. I didn't really realize how well on top of each other, the, you know, that they would perform. Mm-hmm. So that leads into me saying, I can't wait to hear what the new rendition is going to sound like. That is something I'm really, really, really excited about. Yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about the uh, Doctor Who theme and um, have always been fascinated by it. I mean, uh, the, the story of how, how the first version of it was made, you know, is, uh, is, is pretty uh, remarkable. And, uh, and it's been fascinating to, to hear the various iterations over the years. So, yeah, that's something I've been thinking about, too. New title sequence, new theme. And yeah, and for the first time in New Who, we have a different uh, composer. So it's going to be, we, we know they're not just going to use the same one. <laughs> yeah. So real eager to find out. Cobains, Cobains. Yeah, I think. So before we go into, we have some feedback that I want to play before we do our wrap. So any other things that you guys can think of that are things that you would want to see happen, not want to see happen? Or any other speculation that you might have before we go into the feedback? Yeah, I suggested in our chat before that we uh, we should have a category called three things that please God no, we don't want to see. <laughs> um, and uh, and and mine from from the the time that the show was from the time that it was announced that the Thirteenth Doctor would be a woman. Uh, I've just been thinking. I just. I'm trusting that Chris Chibnall is not going to give us any jokes about the doctor being a woman and everything that we've, we've heard so far seems to indicate that that's, that's not anything they're interested in doing. Uh, the Jodie Whittaker just keeps saying it. She, she never, you know, she has, she has not done a day of shooting where she's thought, okay, how would a woman do this? You know? Um, and I, and I love David Tennant for telling her, he said, yeah, I never said, how would a man do this? <laughs> you know? So, so why should you do any differently? So I just, you know, I, we were, we, you remember we were making jokes like, um, uh, six months ago about, um, the, 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 
we've we've seen the doctor's wardrobe a couple of times, and and uh, now it's going to be full of shoes. You know, I just <laughs> oh, no. that, that, that that was funny when we said it, but I really hope no, yeah, no, just no. And yeah. I'm really glad when we finally saw the sonic screwdriver because I had the horrible feeling that it might be pink or something, and it's it's not. And um, so you know, still don't know what to make of that costume, but. You know, I'm, 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 I'm giving it a chance. All right. So any other thoughts, Clarence, that you have before we get into the feedback? And I'll just agree with Lee. Um, I just hope there's no cringeworthy moments. <laughs> and it, it, I think if we have some cringeworthy moments, uh, they would have failed. <laughs> but I think that's right. smarter than that. Uh, that's right. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're just smarter than that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd have to be pretty dumb to play into the hands of the, of the trolls. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And from everything that I've read, you know, it plays right along with what the two of you just said. You know, I think that the majority of what we will see as far as references to being a man or being a woman she may say something about like hey you know 30 minutes ago i was a white-headed scotsman or something Mm -hmm. like that (laughs) and that be it and then you know the rest of it hey i said it you know i'm the doctor let's keep going you know i and again these people don't know her you know they don't know the doctor so unless she just brings it up for a reason there's no reason for them to say hey didn't you used to be a man that's right you know so and and you hope they would use those moments if they have them to make powerful statements, which again, like from the Comic Con panel, seems like that kind of what they were going for. Uh, but I'll be down for that. Make a profound statement on something. Um, something it doesn't have to be anything touchy that people are going to you know raise pitchforks about, but something that we know to be truth, but maybe isn't said or often expressed. You know. I think of the the build Capaldi episode, uh, Bill the <laughs> the Capaldi episode when they go in the past and um you know uh, uh Bill is a black woman in 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 the past and she has to you know own it you know I think of situations like that and I hope that those if we have those situations that there will be moments for us to get emotionally invested and and cheer as well. Uh, for something, for, for an injustice or something like that that we know to be wrong, you know, yeah. instead of the slapsticky, uh, cheap, <laughs> cringeworthy stuff that could also, uh, possibly be in there. The Rosa Parks episode, that will be, a, I predict based on what you just said, that will be the poignant, I, you know, somehow relate of Rosa Parks saying to some degree, you know, you don't know what it's like, or you, you know, you, 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 you don't know what it's like to be a black woman. You don't know what it's like or to see the things that I've seen. I mean, you're a white woman. Imagine you being a man, what it would be different. And then she says, I, I used to be or something like that. But, yeah. but, but, but that You'd emotionally invested and, uh, all that just, that would be a good time to do something like that. That's right. Yeah. I, I would totally embrace something like that. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So for anyone listening, what we're about to do now is we put out the call to do for anyone that wanted to send us feedback, their own speculation. So the three of us will be back on the other end to wrap up the show. But for right now, enjoy other speculation other than the three of us. So we will be right back. 
guys. Laura Sellers here. Um, love the show. Wanting to give you some speculation feedback. Um, I'm sure you guys have all read the articles that have been released about Chimbal saying that he's not going to be bringing River back, not going to be bringing Missy back. Um, you know, in context, maybe it doesn't make sense to bring River back, but, you know, I would like to at least see, I mean, you know, maybe see the master. I don't know. I, I love the master. He's always been one of my favorite villains and it kind of bothers me that maybe we won't see him again. I don't know. And then the Daleks and the Cybermen, I have always loved the Daleks and the Cybermen. And now I am seeing that they are not going to be used at all. And that kind of breaks my heart. I feel like that they are an integral part of the show and what makes it great. I, I love all the tradition involved with the monsters and, you know, watching them change from showrunner to showrunner and see all their different take on them. And I don't know. I just feel like the show is going to be losing something really great if they do that. Another thing I would like to address is that glass ceiling video. I'm sure all of you have seen it at this point. Um, but I, when I saw that, I rolled my eyes so hard that I think I could probably see the back of my head. Um, and something I have been concerned about is um, I think we kind of saw it in that newest video. I have been concerned that we were going to be spending so much time pointing out that the doctor is a woman now that maybe the story will suffer. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, I don't want to see a villain saying, Oh, you can't do that. You're a woman. Oh, I completely can because I am a woman and watch me do whatever. I, I don't want that. I just want a good show. I don't care if the doctor's male, female, alien. I don't care. I just want a good show. Give me a well-written, well-acted, well-done show. And I don't care. I really don't. And I think that they are basing too much of what's going on on the fact that the doctor is a woman now. I I don't want that to be the whole focus of the new season. And I'm worried that it is going to be. Um I'd love to hear, see your feedback. Um, just whatever you want to do. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hi, Kyle, Lee, Clarence, and the listeners of Discussing Hope. This is Dave AC from the Colton Collective Podcast. Well, I'm sure you've gone into all the ins and outs of what we already know about this, uh, so I won't mention anything other than the fact that Chris Chibnall has said that this is a clean slate. He only took the job that he could take it uh, and have total control on this 10-episode run, hopefully with a Christmas special. What is my speculation? Well, with the the way it started with the, the TARDIS rejecting uh, Jodie Whittier, the new 13th Doctor, uh, and ejecting her into space, plummeting towards Earth. Well, other than that, uh, presumably post-generation, she can survive that fall and then we've got uh, hopefully a few episodes where, I don't know, she may meet the new companions within the very first episode. They, they may gradually come on board. Hopefully we'll be to new planets. We'll go back in the past and into the future, but not necessarily in that set order that became so familiar. We're really, as uh, viewers and uh, fans, back to 2005 and Rose, because nothing other than those basic premises, 
are set. I do think we're not going to have uh, uh, multiple uh, multiple part stories. I think we're probably going to have ten standalone episodes on this uh, Sunday airing of Dot Who. I think we're always. It's going to be as as being mentioned. It's going to be all new foes, new allies, slants on the Doctor. Maybe the dynamics going to be different between this Doctor and her companions. You know, a good interplay between these actors. We know that they've been working together for a year. In fact, we think all Series Eleven is already in the can. Maybe some post production being done on it, uh, and we know that the budget may not have gone up much. But again, they're only having to do 10 episodes, although the running times of those 10 episodes are probably not that much different than the 12 episodes of prior series. I'm looking forward to uh, excitement, uh, left turns. Yeah, not that episode, but left turns in terms of the way the Doctor's going to take us, the way Chris Chibnall's going to take the stories. Uh, we've got uh, a raft of new writers coming on board, I believe. And... Um, and also, I believe that they're using a, a new camera setup. Now, I don't think it's going to be in 4K. I would have loved them to be filming this in 4K uh, for future Ultra Blu-ray releases. Uh, I'm sure that there is going to be something different uh, about these cameras. I think they're going to be uh, able to uh, capture uh, a much more dynamic colour range. And uh, there's going to be a richness of look. Uh, to the, uh, the show uh, and I know uh, people like Dar Skeptical that came on our show will be hoping that the, you know they're going to involve the colourist to get a real distinctive uh, look and style to each individual episode and of course that they're going to uh, emphasise a lot of the audio aspects a little bit like they did in the uh, episode Knock Knock uh, where they experimented with, with almost 3D spatial audio so it's going to be object uh, oriented uh, audio and that's going to be give the longevity to these episodes as everybody knows that there's now unbelievably we've got uh, fourth doctor uh, episodes uh, available you know on blu-ray something we never thought would happen we didn't think that the the quality of the uh, the the work, the videos and studio work would be worth transferring to Blu-ray, but that is now happening. A couple of different ones have now come to Blu-ray. But I would still rather them capture the most detail that they possibly can, and therefore, uh, you know, it's just a lavish production of Doctor Who. Doctor Who is a flagship series, and it deserves that loving care with the colorist, the uh, the video capture, the audio capture, and not to mention, of course, this fantastic cast that they seem to have assembled, and a very committed, highly committed showrunner, and I believe lots of new writers. So it's going to be visually stunning. The audio is going to be fantastic, and I'm sure the adventures will be equally breathtaking. Really looking forward to Series 11 of Doctor Who 2018. Thanks, guys. I think what I'm most intrigued about coming into the new series is showrunner Chris Chibnall's decision to go back to the standalone episodes of the the classic series rather than the all-encompassing story arcs we've seen since 2005. And it's something that I've actually 
wanted and been advocating for for a long time now because I've kind of gotten tired of like the the all-encompassing story arcs we've seen with the uh, current series. The other thing that intrigues me is his decision not to use any um, classic monsters in the season this season, and uh, it's all going to be new and new planets and new monsters. And for me, it feels like a return to uh, John Pertwee's era and Tom Baker's final season. Well, John Pertwee's first season and Tom Baker's final season. Apart from the master returning for Legopolis, most if not all of the monsters and aliens in Tom Baker's last season were were brand new. And that the, the same goes for John Pertwee's first season. All those alien and monsters were brand new. The Silurians, the Autons, the, the creatures we see in Inferno were all brand new terrors and brand new monsters. And I feel like it's going to be a return to that sort of uh, mindset and aesthetic for uh, Doctor Who. It's, you know, everything's just going to be brand new again. And that happens every time there's a new showrunner and every time there's a new actor. Hello, Kyle, Lee, and Clarence. And, of course, the fine folks out there listening to Discussing Who right now. That would be you. No, the, the one on the left. Anyway, um, yeah, so I wanted to weigh in with my speculation about uh, the coming series of Doctor Who. And, uh, yeah, it, it's really kind of hard to tell. I mean, there's all sorts of speculation out there about what they're going to do. We have heard that there's going to be a clean slate, which I'm really happy about. Um, we got a little kind of heavy with uh, the Dalek showing up a lot and Cyberman and... And we got a little, little heavy, you know, nice for fans, but, you know, not so much for everybody else. So I'm looking forward to this kind of clean slate approach, uh, a different approach by somebody who's kind of been in there, but not as heavy as, as, as say, Stephen Moffat was, um, as far as, you know, being weighed down by the baggage of Doctor Who and fandom and, and everything. We all know Stephen Moffat's been in there forever, even as a fan. But anyway, I digress. Um, the one thing I really like is the fact that we don't know anything, really. I mean, we know who the Doctor is going to be. We know who the companions... Well, we know their names and the actors that are playing them. We don't really know much about them aside from that. Uh, we don't know if any monsters are going to be in there. We've been told, actually, that there, there's not going to be any returning monsters, which I'm kind of glad of. Uh, there's nothing worse really than kind of uh, throwing your doctor straight into, you know, um, Dalek, Sontar, and Cybermen, uh, Weeping Angels, etc., etc., all in the first. You know, trying to cram everything all into one. Let's let's be in this for the long haul. Let's, you know, develop these characters and then start reintroducing uh, the classics back in, kind of like what we did with Rose, you know. It took a little while and we kind of got reintroduced, but then I think we kind of, we went down the same path of, oh, you know, the season, we could have Daleks, we could have, uh, Cybermen, um, probably should have a Weeping Angel in there. I'm, I'm really kind of looking forward to this clean slate approach and to, to let these characters kind of stand on their own. And for those of you out there who are a little worried about the way things are going, uh, this is normal. This is what we always do with Doctor Who. We're always uneasy, unsure, um, as the doctor has always said. That's the problem with regeneration. You never know what you're going to get. 
Well, you never quite know what you're going to get. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah. In short, not that this has been that short, um, I'm looking forward to fun and adventure. I mean, that's what it's all about. Some time travel thrown in there. Some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, maybe a little, little later down the track. A Dalek or two next season, season after. Uh, after all, I mean, they're, they're pepper pots. Can't, well, I can't go upstairs now. Thanks, Russell. Um, but, you know, Doctor Who's more than Daleks and Cybermen and Weeping Angels. Um, it's, it's about the Doctor and adventure and time travel and sharing it with us regular human beings. That's what the companions are there for. And we've got a good good selection. We've got a young bloke. We've got an old bloke. Dave would like that. And um, we've got a, a, a young woman. Um, so that way, that way we're kind of covering the bases. We're, we're letting everybody have access to the Doctor. That's what it's all about, is, is letting us, the audience, into the Doctor's life through the companions. And, and that's great. I'm a little worried about having three all at once. Uh, but that's all about how they tell the story. Um, it didn't necessarily work out well with uh, Adric Nissa and Tegan all at the same time, but that was a different era of television as well. So um, Sunday night is going to be interesting. Um, it doesn't matter to me when Doctor Who goes out. I'll still watch it regardless. Um, it does put a bit of a damper on Cultum since that's... It's most likely going to go out at the same time that we record. Most likely. But we'll get past it. Uh, it's like everything. We adapt. And we will adapt to this new Doctor. We will adapt to the new companions. It's going to be interesting to see what the new uh, uh, console room is like. I have not looked at any of the spoiler um, behind-the-scenes pictures that have been taken. Because that's not all the way it was intended to be viewed. If they wanted us to see it, they would have taken some nice pictures, well lit and everything. So I haven't even looked. Um, so sit back, relax, and enjoy our new Doctor, our new companions, and our new adventures that we're going to be going on. It's going to be fun. Just relax. Enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys, for allowing me to uh, say my piece. And um, we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Hello, Discussing Who and Discussing Who listeners. Randall Thor here. Radio Free Camelin, Super Awesome Fun Time with Rand, Friday Night Trivial, etc., etc. Anyway, um, talking about what I expect to see in Series 11 of Doctor Who. Well, that, that's the cool thing about this point in Doctor Who is that anything could happen and it's impossible to predict what could happen. That's the unknown, the unknowability. Is that a word? Unknowability of this new series is what makes it so fascinating. It's the first time Doctor Who has been entirely new, uh, with anything possible to, uh, with anything in the realm of possibility since 2010. It's been eight years, people, since we were at this point, uh, when Stephen Moffat took over from uh, Russell T Davies and we had Matt Smith entering as the doctor and it was it was all new uh we were it was the the lead up to uh series series 5 of course there was we didn't have this long of a gap between series 
uh, four and five as we have between 10 and 11. So we've had a lot more time to, uh, to predict, to think and, and, con- and contemplate what will happen. Uh, I think it was only a few months between the end of time part two and the 11th hour. Uh, so not that long comparatively. So what do I think is going to happen? Well, based on what I've heard about elements from, about, um, previous elements that are not going to return to the show. Um, you know, of course, not going to have any Daleks or Cybermen or River Song or Missy. And some of those, you know, I think the Daleks are going to appear eventually. I think the Daleks, I think at least the, the Daleks and the Cybermen, at least the Daleks, I can see holding off the Cybermen for ever not bring them back at all but the daleks are kind of you know the staple of the of doctor who every incarnation of the doctor eventually goes up against the daleks uh and i expect jody uh jody whittaker's version to go up against the daleks at some point but for the first series um no no returning uh, so the first episode i expect to take place on earth modern day episode it's going to take place on modern day Earth, um, meeting the companions, and most of the episode. I don't think the Doctor is going to is going to find the TARDIS until the until the end of the episode. I don't think it's going to be until the end of the episode the Doctor finds the TARDIS, and it's going to. It'll be a similar thing, similar situation to the eleventh hour, except the TARDIS will have been entirely off screen, and. The entire time it's been off screen, the TARDIS will have been rebuilding itself, restructuring re- re- its interior, etc., etc., repairing itself. That would have all, all happened off screen. The Doctor, I think, is going to build a new sonic screwdriver there on Earth using parts material there on Earth. Not So this, this will be the first modern series sonic screwdriver not made by the TARDIS, which is a neat idea. Uh, of course, we never, we never saw the 11th, uh, the, the, the 9th and 10th Doctor's sonic screwdriver being made. And I, not, and it may actually have been made outside of the TARDIS. Uh, the, 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 whatever, the factories that were mentioned in Empty Child, the Doctor dances, and then, anyway. So, I think that'll happen. And then the Doctor will meet the, meet the new companions, and, travel off with them. It's it's gonna be a big group, or at least what we what I've seen in the cast. I'm not sure if all of these characters are going to be traveling with the doctor, but maybe they are. Maybe we're immediately getting a getting a crowded TARDIS. I don't know. So second episode we're, we're ten episodes we're looking at. I'm seeing I'm I'm going to say most of these episodes are going to take place on alien worlds. I'm going to think I'm going to say I'm, my speculation is season opener and season ender will take place on Earth, maybe not even the season. Okay, okay, I'll just I'll just say that See, the first and last episodes of the season series will take place on Earth. Maybe with maybe one episode within during uh, within the series, but beyond the season opener and, and ender taking place on Earth. So beyond that, we're going to. I think it'll be a monster of the week situation with vague hints, Russell T Davies era style vague hints of an ongoing story arc that'll lead into the last episode it's which is the trend uh, that we've had in the modern series 
these vague Russell T Davies, vague hints leading up to a big conclusion, uh, Stephen Moffat, all these major clues building up to a uh, conclusion. I think Chris Chibnall's going to play it very similar to that, do a very similar structure to that, have hints of a, of a story arc leading up to a big finale at the end of the series. Who knows? <laughs> we don't even know. We don't know anything about his version of Who to even speculate what that story arc is going to be. But I say it's going to be a story arc hinted at throughout the series. So um, I've already gone on for six minutes. You probably want these things to be short. So I'll wrap it up here. First and last episodes taking place on Earth. Maybe one episode between those taking place on Earth. The rest of them taking place on alien worlds, other on, on alien worlds. Uh, meeting sort of a, doing sort of a monster of the week, uh, style structure is what I expect with vague hints of a story arc. And really my setup, my prediction is kind of basic, isn't it? It could, that's kind of a, I've, I've kept it vague so that it could fit whatever happens. But either way, I'm expecting to see all sorts of new ideas, new story styles, new genres, I guess. And that is what excites me is just all this. It's, it's the, the, the field is open. Anything could happen. We don't know where the show is going from, from even the, the first episode. So I'm, I'm expecting new, I'm expecting new directions, new monsters, new, new worlds, new times, etc., etc. So that's what I'm expecting. I've gone on for seven minutes. Randall Thor here. Signing off, back to discussing who. All right. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your speculation. Very much appreciated for spending your time, your energy, and sending that to us. Kudos. Thank you very much. That was cool. Very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I purposely did not listen to it before when we did this recording, mainly because I didn't want to be spoiled. But. Yeah. So, guys, anywhere else that people could find you if they were wanting to find out more about you? So, Lee, I'll let you take that first. As always, I'm going to point people towards RelativityPodcast.com for my radio drama serial, Relativity. Cool, Baines. So, Clarence, anywhere else people might find you, good sir? I will point people to Discussing Trek, where we should be ha- have an episode coming out this Friday, depending on when you're listening, all, all about <laughs> drastic measures and the tie-in episode, which sounds weird for a 50-year-old episode, but the tie-in episode with for TOS, uh, The Conscience of the King. So we'll be talking all about Adrian Kodos, and it's, it's a lot of fun, so check it out. Cobains, Cobains. So for anyone listening that also wants to find out other things that Clarence Lee and I are working on, please check out discussingnetwork.com and also check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash discussing network. So thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate it and we appreciate your time as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. We will see you, of course, next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. 
Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?